afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Series, proudly powered by Leadership by Design, where we aim to add value to people's lives. You can listen to us live every Wednesday and Thursday on the Lunchtime Series on ebizradio.com, where you chat about everything leadership, coaching, and marketing. And you can listen to us latest, the, all the latest Lunchtime Series on all your major podcast channels today. In our coaching and leadership segment, uh, we have business owner uh, and one of the owners of uh, bizvideoschool.com. Um, and we're going to be chatting about how video has changed the way we do business. Uh, so welcome to the show, Nick Niehaus. Nick, how are you doing? Doing great, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. I remember when we, uh, you know, essentially I, I put out, you know, the sort of feelers about what we could potentially chat about. And it, my usual sort of aim is leadership and the evolution of that. But, you know, when we had a discussion, <laughs> I liked your... <laughs> your take on things and and why, you know, you were bringing uh, this aspect into it. But before we jump right into it like that, um, don't you want to tell us more about you and uh, your business and what you guys do? Sure. Yeah, happy to. Yeah. So uh, Business Video School, we've been around for about three and a half years. Um, so we're, we're, you know, got a little bit of maturity on us at this point, which is good. And uh, it's basically an entirely online school that is dedicated to teaching small business owners how to use video in their business. So we say use video because video we see as a form of communication. It's something we should be using kind of all across different aspects of our companies. And so we built something we call the real the, the video roadmap, which technically the real estate video roadmap because about 90% of our students are real estate agents. And yeah. so what that is, is basically just, you know, an entire curriculum, an entire process to follow where we sort of build gradually over time. So a lot of folks that are using video right now kind of dive straight into the deep end. They're on their TikToks and YouTubes. And those are great. Obviously, those are very powerful marketing channels, but they're also very intimidating. And so we actually tend to start our students uh, with simpler forms of video. So things like one-to-one -one video messages, wishing people happy birthday, uh, really basic stuff. And then we really believe in sort of building on those habits gradually over time. So that's that's one thing that's a little different about us is, you know, this is, you know, we're not really a crash course. We are a pretty comprehensive uh, educational program. So, yeah, I mean, we work with uh, people that are that are looking to get started with video, you know, do more with video, um, looking to, you know, make more money as a result of their video efforts. If they're not getting a ton of views, we can kind of help them improve there. Um, but again, we really emphasize, you know, this isn't about trying to go viral. It's about, you know, talking to people in a way. Um, that they remember more of, you know, that feels more personalized, that feels, you know, gives them a sense of clarity, gives them a sense of confidence that, you know, it helps them know they're avoiding scams and things like that because they actually get to sort of meet you through your video content. Um, yeah. And so that's our that's our passion. That's our mission is to sort of empower small businesses to realize like, hey, if, if you can use this tool as much as possible and in most cases to communicate with your audience, with your customers, you know, your future customers, um, the bond you're going to build with them the relationship you're developing is something that protects you versus bigger companies, you know? So I think this is actually something that small businesses can kind of use to create a bit of a, of a mode or a defense against, uh, you know, a bigger, probably more efficient company kind of coming along and trying to steal those customers away. So, yeah, so that's why we, we love it. I mean, this is, this is kind of a cool uh, evolution of, of the internet in some ways is that now we can use video, we can talk to people all over the world, and uh, it's only going to continue to grow from here. So it's exciting stuff. So basically what you're saying is what I'm currently doing. <laughs> right you're right. You're on the right track. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I mean, one of the first questions I do have for you is 
how how has video changed the way we do business? Uh, you know, uh, like the obvious, there's an obviousness to it. But but you know, from your perspective, uh, I also know that real estate agents are you know even in South Africa, it's a booming market, um, and and people are really taking it to the next level and. You know, we have certain, uh, you know, they, they probably pay a fortune for it where you literally go and you can view a house on the video and it, it gives you angles and it becomes this whole fancy kind yeah. of thing. But I think that's just one avenue. Like, you know, I think a, a large part of, of what your clients and customers are really connecting or wanting to connect to is the, the behind the scenes kind of what do you do? How do you do what you do? And, and all of that kind of stuff. So... I mean, from your perspective, uh, how do you think this this video element of of business has changed business? Well, I mean, I think for one, I think it's only starting to change business. You know, so some of the things we're seeing already are, are just the the beginning of that process. I think, you know, for me, it's it's a matter of giving people clarity. You know, so I think that with video, we're able to show versus just tell. And so we're able to to show people, you know, a range of things, right? I mean, we can show them ourselves so they can see what we look like and what we sound like before they ever meet us. Um, there's actually a part of our brain it's called the fusiform face area that is literally dedicated to recognizing other human faces. And so when we use video as, as sort of our, our maybe primary form of content, or we just try to communicate through video, I mean, we're, we're activating that part of their brain. And that makes it feel like we're there, you know, I mean, it actually feels like a face-to-face -face conversation to that viewer. You know, to me, that's the fundamental difference, right? Like that's the aspect of video that makes it really a requirement. I mean, we're in a transition right now, so people are still getting away with avoiding it. Um, but I do think we're coming to the end of that, that process because if your competitors are using this and they're communicating with their audience, you know, the same people you're trying to talk to in a lot of cases, those people feel like they know that competitor better than you because they're seeing them, right? They're hearing their voice, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's the part, you know, that's what's so cool about kind of the evolution of the internet. And, you know, a lot of this is about like internet speeds. Now, you know, video is much higher data, right? So it just requires a lot more, uh, you know, bandwidth to be able to transmit it. So now we have that, right? So now this tool is available to everyone and, and you see the explosion of, you know, platforms that are 100% video focused like YouTube or TikTok. You know, you're seeing people, you know, starting to, to utilize, you know, video editing apps and they're using AI to edit their videos and things like that. But really at, at a more fundamental place, it's because it's just a better way to talk to folks, you know? So when we watch video, we remember more of the content, we understand more of the emotional intent, um, it allows us to build empathy with people. And so that's that's where I think we're starting to see the, the transition is really at a fundamental level, it's, it's saving us time. Because when we put a video of ourselves in front of someone, they remember more of it, they understand it better there's less back and forth, you know, they get that sense of clarity that they kind of understand fundamentally what's going on, you know, so there's no sort of question marks in their mind. Um, and so I think we're, you know, in terms of how that's changed business, I mean, we're just starting, right? I mean, I, I think we're going to see this start to um, reduce the amount of meetings you have to have with people, right? We're going to start to streamline our onboarding processes. I mean, we, we talk all the time about video helping people make more money, Ob you know, great, that that's a good thing. But it saves a ton of time. I mean, I, I think that's actually my one of my favorite parts of video is I, I sit down for like an hour every week and try to every week. I'm not perfect about it, but you know, and I, and I record a bunch of shorts, you know, these like anywhere from 30 seconds to maybe a minute and a half. And I can do 10, 15 in, in an hour, at least record them. Now I have somebody that helps me edit them. So I don't have to do that part, right? So that, that's, you know, some tedium that, that can be frustrating. 
But I put those videos out and on average across five or six different channels, even without spending any money to boost them, they're getting, you know, a thousand to sometimes several thousand views. And that's thousand to several thousand people that just interacted with me that one time, you know, so every single one of these I put out, I'm having kind of these micro conversations. And, you know, when you say that it's, it's literal, I mean, that person's brain consciously, they, they know what a video is, but video is a relatively new invention across human history. So evolutionarily, our brains don't know what a video is. So when we see a human face and it's right there in front of us, especially as these get, you know, more and more HD and they feel more and more real, you know, your brain doesn't know the difference. So it, it kind of thinks it's having this mini conversation with me. And, and I can, you know, I can tell the difference when I see my friends, you know, I can tell the difference when I, I go out and network. I mean, people, they recognize me, they know who I am, they know what I do for a living. Um, I have conversation, like I mentioned my friends, like that's not business, right? But, you know, we want to have better relationships with those people too. And so they'll, they'll talk about my videos. Hey, I saw your video today. And they're kind of referencing things I'm talking about. And it, and it leads to a conversation, right? It, it, it gives you a sense of familiarity with that person. So, you know, that's just, that's the beginning. And I think what we're going to start to see over time is the businesses that, that are using these tools, they're going to save so much time that they're going to be able to do more. They're going to be able to provide a higher level of customer service. You know, they're going to be able to, to sort of add other services to what they do. And so you're going to see an indirect result of the fact they're using video, right? So it's not just that they're using video, it's that all of a sudden their business is going to function better in other ways. Um, and I think that's why, you know, it's we're at a really kind of, kind of risky point if you're still dragging your feet on this stuff, you know, because you don't have to be using it to dance on TikTok. But if you're not talking to your customers through video, they're starting to see other businesses they interact with do that. And so it's, it's transitioning from, wow, that's cool, that's novel, that's new, to, hey, I expect this now. You know, this, this is the way I want my, my companies I work with to talk to me. And you don't want to be on the back end of that, right? You don't want to be waiting to, to start trying video to the point where your customers are coming to you saying, hey, can you, can you send me this email again, but can it be a video instead so I can understand it better? You'll be freaking out at that point, right? So that, that's a few ideas. And I, I think, you know, we're, we're just going to continue to see it sort of reshape the way we, we communicate and therefore affect business too. So, I mean, that leads to the next question here is um, you, you say that video is a form of communication. What do you mean uh, that it's a formal community, like it's obviously a form of communication, but what is the differentiator? What are you, what are you wanting to, to unpack about that? You know, I think, you know, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Cause that, that's kind of a, kind of a weird thing to say, you know, and I think that, you know, what, what I, what I mean by it's a form of communication is that we, we need to reframe the way we started thinking about video, right? So in some senses, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious, right? It's a way we talk to other people. So by that definition, it, it just makes it a form of communication. But the reason we have to point that out to folks is that we start with this expectation of video being performance, you know? And so we used to, going back like five, six years ago, um, we started doing videos uh, at the point at that point in time, I was running our marketing company, Connect Video, which is kind of B BVS kind of spun out of that business about three and a half years ago, which is right when the pandemic started. Um, so obviously we pivoted online for, for a while and it just sort of became its own business. But before that, we're in the studio and we're making these videos with folks and the amount of emotion that would come out of them in, in the studio. And I don't mean positive, like they're having fun. I mean, like they're they're freaking out. I mean, we would have people break down in tears they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed. And it's because like they're coming into the studio, seeing this, this experience of making a video, like they're trying to be on a television show, right? Or like they're going to be in a movie, you know, and, and 
thousands of strangers are going to see them and they're probably going to get made fun of and they're going to get embarrassed and you know, they're building it into this like this gigantic experience that in many cases they've been putting off already for several years, you know, because again, it was just sort of intimidating. So they, they, they had the option to come do it. They've been having, you know, people tell them they should, and they'd still been dragging their feet. Right. So that's, that's kind of off the topic, obviously, but that's why we have to think of it and force ourselves to accept this idea that it's a form of communication because it's, if, if we think of it as the performance part, you got to remember like where, where were we seeing video before social media? We were seeing television and, and movies and news, right? Three extremely public experiences. And so that's what our brain triggers. That's, that's what, that's the initial response. Somebody points a camera at you. Um, that's kind of the, the reaction that we tend to have. And, and it's funny because nowadays, you know, people have their cell phones out and they, they point it, you know, around and people just ignore them, right? Like, it's not even that weird anymore to, to feel like somebody might be recording you with a, with a camera. Well, five years ago, I mean, somebody had their phone kind of pointed towards you and you're like, oh my God, is that, is that guy recording me? You know, it's like those those fears were still there. So I think that we're this transition as, as well and sort of our understanding there. But the people who are, who are diving into that and saying, look, you know, th this is just a new way to get my thoughts into someone else's brain, right? That that's just communication. So if I if I can do this and it, and it helps that person understand me at a higher level, then I have to do it, right? I mean it, it's it's very much the equivalent of a face-to-face -face conversation, except there are some parts of it that are even better, right? Like one of my favorite parts of video is that I can share my screen. So sure, you can sit in a coffee shop and I can pull up, you know, documents on my screen and point at them and, you know, that 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 works. But with video, I mean, you can have this document and then you can switch tabs and show them a different one. You can you can add arrows that point to things to highlight them and you can zoom in and out. And, you know, there's just all these additional levels to it. And there's so, therefore there's lots of cases where I think sometimes a video is even better than a face to face conversation. Right. Because they're still getting a lot of what they get face to face, but you're able to show and sort of demonstrate and help them understand at an even higher level. Um, and so, yeah, so, so in that sense, it just sort of becomes part of, of everything you do. And so if you're, if you're having trouble with that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but I'm still intimidated by video. I mean, I encourage you to, to start using it, but just use it in your personal life. Like don't make it about business. Don't make it something you got to get results from, you know, send your, your friend a, a quick, happy birthday video message, or, you know, check in with your, your elderly parents or grandparents and see how they're doing with a 30 second video and just watch the way people respond to that, right? Watch the enthusiasm and the excitement and sort of the the bond that that's gonna that's gonna develop as a result. That will build the momentum that then says, okay, well, if I sent this message to my friend I hadn't seen in six months and they were like super excited to hear from me and I did this with my my you know one of my friend uh, my cousins or whatever, you do three or four of those, there's positive reactions. You're gonna want to carry that over into your business. You're gonna want to start to experiment with it, right? So, so I think that reframing helps. Yeah. Sorry, but like from what I, from what you're chatting about, and I and I think that's also a really a valid point is, uh, you know, part of why people might have the apprehension to use video, is purely based on the fact that they don't know how, so they, sure. they, they don't know how to use video, you know, zooming in, zooming out, adding a an arrow, writing on the screen, putting things up on the screen, all of that really matters. So educating yourself in enabling that uh, would would actually help but then second to to that would be the confidence factor uh you know people <laughs> people yeah. have this they have this this whole self-talk uh and self-fear that they sort of step into kind of going oh my god i don't want to see myself on video and and all this mm -hmm. jazz 
Uh, and all of that is really becoming a debilitator to actually using a really important form of communication. And like you're saying, there's there's so many benefits to using video. Um, and, the, you know, you can start small, um, but you have to be able to lean into a bit of uncomfortability and get and build that that fit muscle of of how do I become confident at being on video? Yeah, I mean, it's it. You got to get the 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 reps in, right? I mean, that that's where I think a lot of folks they they start right at the deep end. You know, I, we use this analogy a lot of like going to the gym for the first time, and it's like, you know, you walk in the gym for the first time, or you, you might see the bodybuilders and say like, oh, I I want to look like that eventually, right? But if you go over and you try to pick up the same weights they're using today, you're immediately going to hurt yourself, right? You're going to be embarrassed. It's going to be awkward. You're probably not going to want to go back to the gym again. I think a lot of people, they, they sort of approach video the same way, right? They see the top performers. They see the people who are going viral of millions of followers, and they think that's what they're supposed to be doing. And, and they start, they start way too complicated, you know, and, and it's really more like the gym, right? If you want to get, you want to get in shape, what you should focus on is, is initially just the habit of showing up, right? Don't put any pressure on yourself. It's not about what you do, but getting into the gym three days a week or five days a week or whatever your kind of goal is. Um, and, and some of the most successful people in the world, I, I love listening to how they build their habits because that's what they do. They, they literally, I, I did an interview with the guys tell me he, uh, he had this sort of progression he went through where the first week he just showed up in the parking lot of the gym and he went home, you know? And so for his brain, it took on all that pressure of, oh, I'm going to get embarrassed by looking like an idiot in front of everybody else. And I'm going to be all sweaty and gross. and I don't know what I'm doing. And, and it sort of made it very easy because all I had to do was just show up. Well, then, you know, the next week he had that ball rolling, right? He had a tiny bit of momentum. And so then he went inside, you know, and then after a few of those days, like he just out of curiosity, walked over and sat down and started using one of the machines, right? It was just sort of this build. So that to me is that that's where people get this stuff wrong. They get scared. So they procrastinate, they build it up over time. And the longer you procrastinate, the bigger the first swing feels like it has to be. You know, I've been waiting three years. I better make a video that goes viral if I waited that long. Yeah. Flip the script, right? You know, make it more like, no, I'm not going to try to do that. That's a long-term destination. I'm going to just take my first couple steps. And, and yeah, I love your point about, you know, a lot of times it's the tech, right? It's it's the things we don't know how to use. It's all those additional levels of uncertainty. Or maybe you took a selfie once and you didn't look how you like, like how you looked, but that doesn't mean you had to look like that every single time you point a camera at yourself, right? There's lighting, there's there's lenses, there's filters, there's all kinds of things you can do. But since you don't know how to do them, they're not possible, right? You don't you don't think of them as real. And so, yeah, I, I love the idea of instead starting by just exploring those tools. I mean, we tell people all the time, make something that you don't intend to ever share. You don't even need to watch it. Just make something that allows you to click some buttons and throw some stickers on a bit, you know, whatever, right? And, yeah. and then the next time you sit down, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I know how to do that now. Now I can get creative, right? And so I think I think that approach is very helpful. I was one of the crazy people. I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to do it. And I don't care what people think. So I'm like, <laughs> and it's I mean, great. And for those people, just to be clear, if you're ready to do it and you're diving, I mean, go for it. I mean, I, I love that. Yeah. There, there are definitely, there's a certain percentage of folks that will do that and it works out well for them. But yeah, we're talking to everybody else, right? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we did uh, sort of chat on when we first, or was, uh, touch on at least when we first um, chatted was how should leaders be using video to to better manage their employees? And I found that quite quite an interesting point of you know reference because I the leaders I work with and you know I work in a in a leadership capacity with leaders all the time. 
they, they don't use video to kind of help uh, steer or manage their employees at all. Not mm. that I'm aware of, right? And so, like, how, how, how does that even work? Yeah, so I think I think for leaders, and I and I get again why there's sort of a delay here, right? Because I mean, you get this additional pressure. It's like you know, if you're if you're in a leadership position, people are looking up to you. I mean, obviously that that is performance, right? So even if you do send an individual video message, you know, there's going to be additional pressure there. So I, but I do think for leaders, I mean, this is this is a no brainer. I mean, it's just, it's kind of the same reasons we've been talking about, right? It's it's the fact that I mean, I'll, let me talk on the on this angle of it a little bit, which is. You know, video. So there's this quote about video, which which drives me a little bit crazy, which is basically that like when you read text, you retain 10 percent of it. And when you watch a video, you retain like 95 percent of the information. It's not technically true because the, the study that that's from was about emotional information. So it wasn't about just all the information. It's not like, you know, reading text, you're going to remember just 10 percent of it. That doesn't make any sense. Right. But when it comes to emotion, that is true. I mean, it's, it's why we had to invent like emojis and emoticons and all that because text is not good at sort of relaying emotion. So leadership in many ways is about, you know, it's about emotion, right? It's about empathy. It's about, you know, being be able to hold people accountable, which can be very uncomfortable and can, can be very sort of personal. And video allows you to do that very effectively. You know, so I think this is this is where, you know, if, if you have like, let's say, you know, you're managing a sales team, just as an example, right? And somebody has a really bad day because that deal they were working on for three months just fell apart and they're bummed. But, you know, they're, they're in sales. They got other clients to try to pursue and they're not, you know, they're not having a good time. Well, you know, a 30 second video message to that person outside of, of your chance to meet with them in person, just saying like, oh, I saw it happen. Like, that's such a bummer. Um, you know, but you're going to bounce back. You're going to be fine. Like, I'm here for you if you need anything. You know, let, let's move forward here. I mean, that could flip that person around, right? And especially now, because they're not seeing this from everybody else that they're talking to on a day-to-day -day basis, it'll have even more impact, you know? So there's there's an extra incentive to kind of start as quickly as you can, because like they will remember that for months, if not years, right? The novelty of it, the fact that it's not something they're used to will make it stand out even more. So, so there's that, you know, there's, I mean, honestly, like, uh, I, I always sort of joke, you know, people got really burnt out on Zoom, you know, like Zoom fatigue was a, we had to make up a word for it. Right. And uh, but I but I always said to people, I was like, I get it, you know, and, and that's one reason to kind of push back on video theoretically. Um, but imagine if we had been on conference calls that entire time. Right. Like imagine if we didn't have the video component of it, it would have been so much worse. You know, I've, I've only been on so many conference calls in my life and they were mostly terrible. You know, it's just not a yeah. good experience. And, and so that's that's the point, right, is the more I can show my face, it's really about your face, right? So the more I can get my face in front of that person, you know, a lot of the emotional information comes from our faces, right? It's, it's the shape of our mouths. It's what our eyes are doing. All that kind of stuff communicates a lot that is not just the words. So I think yeah. that that's a big part of it. And then, you know, one other thing as a leader is you, you obviously want clarity, right? I mean, you want your your team, your employees, you want them to have a sense of alignment. You want them to feel like they, they all understand what's going on. You want them to feel, uh, you know, in their, in their jobs, like they know what they're doing. And yeah. so video, again, it's the clarity component, right? It's the, the show versus tell um, that allows us to make sure that we address, you know, almost anything. So one of my favorite things to do is, is as I start to notice that I'm getting the same question somewhat frequently, um, I will typically, that's my sign to kind of make an FAQ video about it. 
Um, and the nice thing there is I can I can give my best possible answer, right? I can take some time, I can schedule it, I can write some notes down, and I can give this great explanation or answer of what that thing is. I can share my screen, I can hold props up, you know, all this sort of show versus tell. Now I've got something I can work into my process, right? So now when I onboard those employees, instead of three weeks later, them coming to me with this question and this this confusion, which almost always slows people down, now they've seen this video in the first couple of days and that's been completely addressed, right? And so if anything, I'm answering follow-up questions, I'm having much higher level conversations. Um, and, and you know, you just people just appreciate it, right? I mean, they come to you and they say, hey, I watched your video, it was great. I understand what I think what I'm doing. There's just this one step I wasn't sure on I wanted to talk to you about, right? Much more productive use of your time. So, you know, if you are a leader and you're dragging your feet, I mean, I get it because again, the performance anxiety is real. Um, but but again, just start small experiment and start to see how your your team reacts, right? Like what is the sentiment that you're getting? Um, I know we don't talk a lot about emotion in business, but emotion is a, is a normal part of, of day-to-day life. And so, you know, read that on your team and, and that tends to help build the momentum, right? Now, I don't know, maybe there's a group that'll say, stop sending us videos, but I have not yet seen it. Um, and so when they appreciate it, you're going to want to do more. So, I mean, with, with that said, uh, you know, there's the whole remote work kind of element that, that ties into this. So yeah. what is what impact does remote work have on business and is it sustainable? Like you guys f- find yourselves in this, this environment around video. Mm-hmm. And if we look at, you know, we look at TikTok, we look at um, this conversation we're having now, we look at, you know, the evolution of how people are using this form of communication. Uh, video is becoming a prescribed kind of go-to avenue for a lot of communication and a lot of understanding about a brand and what the brand's trying to portray. Um, but essentially, we still have those moments where business and and remote work is, you know, people still have their screens off and they kind of go, you know, you know we're just on a, a meetings call. Right. And I'm always kind of going, <laughs> I don't care if you're on a meetings call. If I'm in a meeting with you, I want to see your face. So please put on your screen. Uh, and yeah. it's that whole like, yeah, but I'm not camera ready. And then I'm like, well, then you shouldn't be having a meeting. Do you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you not have clothes on? Like, what does that even mean? You know, like, yeah. this, again, it's not a TV show, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not performing there. <laughs> so what impact does remote work have on business? And do you think it is a sustainable option for us? You know, it, it, this has been fascinating, right? Because, I mean, we, we sort of saw the the forced adoption of, of this entirely new approach to, to working, you know, at least for like, you know, certain kinds of jobs, obviously a lot of blue collar jobs can't work remote, but, you know, so for a while, it's kind of like we had to figure it out, right? And we, we had to just sort of learn a new set of skills that we were not ready to learn. Um, you know, so first of all, like right off the bat, I'm like, well, we never optimized remote work, right? I mean, this is, this is relatively new, it wasn't something a lot of especially major corporations had really thought that much about. And then we sort of did this super messy experiment with it for like two years, you know, and, and now we saw initially there was sort of this idea that maybe it's more productive. Like we might actually be seeing like a couple percent percentage points increase in productivity. And uh, it's funny because now you're seeing the same article saying, well, actually it went down 2%, 2% less productive or whatever it is. And that's kind of the argument for why everybody's got to come back to the office. Yeah. And, and I'm looking yeah. at that going, so you lose 2%, but your employees love this. Like it, it crossed the board. Like almost everybody I know that's been working remote, like wants to keep doing it. They, they love the, I mean, just just not having to commute alone for a lot of people. I mean, that's like two hours a day of time. Yeah. You know, that's crazy, right? So you're looking at it going 
well, can you ask those people to take a 2% lower salary or, you know, can, can you work with them to find 2% improvement in their, their, their accountability at home or whatever? Like, that's just such a small number to say like, oh, this doesn't work. We have to all come back to the office and go back to this thing that you know, people just sort of decided they didn't like. So, you know, from that perspective, I mean, I, it's, it's weird. I mean, I think, I think my theory behind it is sort of this idea that uh, I think a lot of management realize that, well, heck, if these people can be at home and they're working and I'm not kind of in the office managing them anymore, I mean, sure, I'm, I'm managing them remotely. Yeah. I think a lot of them realized their jobs were, were also at risk there, you know? So I think it kind of became like, all right, we're just all coming back to the office. We're getting back to how it was. We're going to just push this aside. And, and at least I understand how that works. Unfortunately, rather than saying, you know, look, we're going to just figure this out. You know, some companies still are, but um, so from that perspective, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a big question mark. I mean, it, it drastically improves employee satisfaction, right? So we know employees love it. We know that, that it's something that you can use as a recruiting tool. So if you are willing to work with people remotely like that, I mean, that, for one, you can then hire literally anybody in the world and that's the risk, right? So as an employee, I would be very careful about wanting to have a remote job um, because that means they can hire somebody in another country to do that job, you know, and, and there's plenty of countries where people are willing to work for less than they do in, in places like the United States where I'm based. So I do think there's, you know, there's maybe a catch 22 there. People got to be careful about, especially as an employee, but as an employer, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit confusing right now. So we're, we're sort of seeing a transition back. I got friends that are kind of going back in the office. We work remote. I mean, our whole team's remote. I mean, half our team, we're in St. Louis, we're in California, we got some people working for us in the Philippines. Um, and I love it. I mean, I, I think it's amazing to, to not have to commute. It's better for the environment one, for one, you know, I and mean, we don't have people driving their, their cars all over the place unnecessarily. And, um, but then, you know, there's also the argument for the local economies and then people aren't, you know, eating out for lunch. And so there's jobs there that get lost. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if that's probably, I probably kind of got off, off the, the main gist of the question there a little bit, but that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it a little bit. <laughs> No, uh, what I think what, uh, what's notable, notable about what you said is that it is, you know, there, there is evidence to prove that people do like it, but is, there's also an evolution of what business is, how business is changing. And I think that's right. an awareness that a lot of companies also need to consider, you know, because uh, if, if, um, if remote work is something that your, your employees need, uh, maybe that's the consideration you need to really strongly consider and then get, you know, get, get Nick to teach you how to be on, on video. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bring in business video school, make it easy for you. But I do so, want to, I want to come back just real quick here because the, the point you made, I think is, is worth uh, kind of exploring further, which is the people don't turn their cameras on during meetings. Right. And I think this, to me, that is maybe where the problem kind of lies because if you treat remote work like, hey, it's 9 a.m., I have a meeting with my team, I can wake up at 8.50, never turn my camera on and sort of half be there, then of yeah. course it's not going to work the same way, right? I mean, if, if, if that is, if as an employee, if that's your attitude toward it, I think that's where, that's my question mark, right? That's, that's kind of my issue of like, yeah. you know, before you force people to drive back into the office, can you force them to turn their cameras on, you know? So if you can do that, then, then yeah, I mean, that, that's what people are really saying is they're, they're really saying, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of disrespectful, right? I mean, like you said, it's like you do a meeting with somebody and turn the camera on, but yours is on. It's like, well, I mean, what, I don't get it. You know, like I'm showing you myself, like, so there must be something going on with you. You don't want to turn your camera on, but they yeah. just, they're just not comfortable with being on camera yet. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a one-on-one -on -one or one-on-a-few meeting, you know, 
put your same clothes on you would if you, even just the top half, right? You don't even have to dress up in the bottom half. You don't have to put your dress shoes on, but put your put your nicer shirt on. If you put on makeup normally, put a little makeup on, whatever you do normally, and and just get up a few minutes earlier and show up. And if you treat it just like you would if you went into the office, everybody has their cameras on. I, I just I have a hard time believing you can't be just as productive, right? Because again because of the tech i mean and we're just we're just scratching the surface there i mean zoom was not ready for for hundreds of millions of people to hit their platform the fact that they stayed up and running that entire time is quite honestly amazing yeah. so they didn't they didn't use that time to innovate a lot right they were just trying to stay in business and keep keep their service running now they are right now they have the, the sort of flexibility and they're not overwhelmed anymore and they're starting to add apps and they're starting to add tools and plugins and all these sort of productivity things and it's, you know, I could very easily see it getting to a point where if you're sitting at your computer and somebody else is sitting at theirs and you're able to share screens and, and you know, work with different tools together, that could very easily be more productive than being in person, you know? And so I, I, I think it's worth exploring further for a lot of businesses. So I mean, um, we fast running out of time here, but um, on the last question I, I want to share or ask at least is why should someone make video their number one priority for their business, at least this year and, and starting as soon as possible? Why, why would you say? Well, you know, the, the reality is we're, we're in a race, you know, and I think this is, this is true of a lot of new technologies. I think we're, we're in a bit of an AI race and that's just going to continue to grow from here, but we're definitely in a video race. And I think that you, you don't feel the pain in a business of not using video until your competitors start using video, right? So it's like, if, if you're just the, the standard, the norm, nobody else is doing something yet, then it, then it can't be used to beat you because nobody's using it, right? But this is one that, that is, it's just such a substantial shift, you know? And I think that's why there, there needs to be urgency. This, this is not, it's hard to find a comparison, right? Because this is the difference between you posting pictures and text and, and maybe leaving voicemails or things like that versus all of a sudden people can see you, right? And and, and like, this is something I, I've had periods in my, my career where I've stopped putting out videos as frequently, you know, and then I come back and I start again. And every time I, it's the same thing, right? It's always this sort of like, you almost get smacked in the face with like, people keep bringing up your videos to you. You all of a sudden your lead flow increases, right? You know, people people are reaching out and inviting you to things, and they're trying to talk to you about what you do for for a living, and they're trying to hire you and all this kind of stuff. The leads you get are more qualified. People know more about you coming in, right? Like the people that are better fit for you start to contact you, all that kind of stuff, and you don't know until you do it, right? So that's the positive side. You can see this sort of almost immediate kind of impact there, especially if you have a decent network on social already, because those are just gonna be the people that see that content. They already know you, just kind of furthers the relationship. But the flip side of that is scary, right? Because it's like, if, if that's what happens to the person that starts putting out video, what about the person next to them that was competing with them, right? So I, I, you know, I, I love abundance mindsets and all this idea that, you know, we can all have as much business as we want, but it's also not fundamentally true. I mean, there are only so many, especially in real estate, right? There's only so many houses that are going to get sold this year. And if somebody else starts putting themselves out there and they're willing to be a little vulnerable and they're willing to take some chances and get on camera, they will get more attention default, right? So it's just, it, it's really about that. So I think in that sense, it's like, I, I, you know, you can catch up again, right? So if you, if you start to have that pain, if you're looking at, for instance, you're looking at your numbers and, and you're down more than, than your marketplace is, and you're kind of going like, well, if my market's down 20%, but my business is down 30, 
what's going on and you look around a few other agents are making videos and you're not well i mean you know you can probably draw the conclusion there so i mean that that's the reason you know and that that's sort of a negative spin obviously and that but that's the reason right i mean that that's the part of it it's like this this is a tool and we can all use it and and quite honestly now you your phone and your hand is good enough to make the kind of videos you need to make there's no technological barriers the technical barriers are dropping significantly and so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing it, right? We're seeing at this point an explosion of small businesses, people that a year ago you never would have imagined showing up on your social media, talking into a camera are starting to. And to me, that's the reason to do it, right? So there's still time that you can still be one of the somewhat early adopters and you will stand out more because of that. So this, so this is the sweet spot, right? It's like, if you haven't done it yet, take it seriously, make it a priority. And the beautiful part of all that is you're going to come out on the other end with more time. So all that time is going to save you. The efficiencies that you improve alone are worth the effort. And that's going to open up some, some time to work on other things in your business. So I, I know most folks are just super busy. This is the way to, to sort of get that freedom, right? So there's, I mean, it sounds ridiculous sometimes I talk about it because I'm like, man, there's a lot of promises I'm making. Um, but it, it is just that much of a shift, you know, I mean, this, this in human communication, this might be the most significant shift. I don't, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but that we've ever experienced, you know, maybe, maybe when we invented the printing press and we were able to start writing our words down and sharing them across distance and time, that was probably a little bit bigger in terms of how it changed the way we operate. But this one's pretty darn big, you know, and, and I, I think there's, you know, we, we're not going to get into that today, but there are some negatives too. I mean, the fact that we're all communicating through video is leading to some very confused brains in terms of parasocial relationships. And I mean, it's like, it's like all these celebrities now, it feels like they'll have cults, you know, not just fans, but like these people are diehard fans. I think a lot of that's because of video, you know, it's because they feel like they know them that much better. So there, there's all that, you know, you could do a whole podcast interview on the, the potential negative uh, effects here, um, but that's it, right? So, so keep an eye on your competition. If, if you want to wait any longer, just keep, make sure you're watching what they're doing. Because as soon as they do, that's when you're going to want to start to pay attention and say, okay, is this affecting my business, right? Do I have clients that didn't come back this year or things like that? That's going to be the negative indicator. But just, you know, you can also skip that part, just get started and, and take advantage, right? <laughs> Amazing. Nick, thank you so much for, for joining me on the Lunchtime Series. That was a, a very fascinating conversation. And I'm so glad that we did have this because uh, I'm definitely going to share it with some of the, the leaders that I work with and, and and encourage them to to take the take the leap into video and see, you know, what improvements really happen in the environment and and how you know that changes how they they work with their teams. But um, if we want to get hold of you, Nick, where do we go? What's the what's the best way to get hold of you guys? Yeah, yeah. So you know, as you mentioned at the beginning, biz so b i z videoschool.com is our website. And obviously, you can hit us up there. Um, I love to connect with people on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, so either one of those is fine with me and you just look up Nick Niehaus. There are several of us. So you just got to look for the one that uh, has business video school on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you, if you do you know, share this with, with any of those leaders out there and they do try some of this, I, I love to hear from you, the listeners, you know, so if you're trying some of the stuff with video, um, hit me up, you know, share, share your stories with me. And uh, I'm also happy to provide ideas or feedback if you need anything in return. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nick. And uh, guys, you can catch us live on Ebers Radio every Wednesday and Thursday around lunchtime and uh, on all your major podcast channels. Nick, have a fantastic day and thanks for joining me. I'll chat to you soon. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks.